Thanks to Cry Malt, this is Beer as a Conversation. I'm Matt Kirkegaard. This week, I ventured a tropical North Queensland in search of the beer from up there. Cairns is an interesting city. 1,730 kilometres north of Brisbane, and I should say that Melbourne is only 1,740 kilometres south of Brisbane, it is a tropical city with a population of 160,000. I visited in early November at a time when the rest of the country is welcoming summer and brewers are expecting their busiest time. In Cairns, however, that's the end of the season. The very tourist-dominated nature of the city means that as the heat of summer comes on and brings the wet season, the city closes down as the backpackers and tourists depart and the seasonal workforce leaves. Previous breweries in Cairns have very much catered to the seasonal tourist market with offerings geared towards volume. So when news that a brewery was setting up in the marina at Port Douglas to the city's north, the beer world didn't exactly stop and take notice. Even when a second brewery on Cairns waterfront was announced, it barely sent ripples through Queensland's exciting beer scene. So far off the beer circuit are they that I was contacted by the co-founders and invited to go up and visit and learn a little bit more about the beer of the deep north. As always, I cautioned that they may not like what comes of that, but they had me up anyway. And I'm glad they did. During the visit, I got to chat with co-founder Tony Fife, head brewer Anthony Clem, and assistant brewer and newly appointed sales rep Andrew Gowdy to learn about the background of Hemingways, their philosophy and the challenges of taking beer with flavour to a town seeking refreshment first. Enjoy the conversation. Tony Fife, Anthony Clem, and uh, Andrew Gowdy, uh, welcome to Beer as a Conversation. Thank you, thank you. Or, or more importantly, thank you for having me at uh, Hemingway's Brewery in uh, Cairns. You're welcome. Tony, we might start with um, talking a little bit about the brewery and the, the, the background. Um, and and you, You've invited me up because, as you said, we're on the last uh, stop of the train ride, uh, pretty much, um, although I guess Port Douglas is the uh, the, 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 the terminus, um, you don't get too much uh, attention for beer up here. So that being the case, what led you to think, gee, I might start a brewery in uh, Port Douglas? Yeah, we are the end of the line. Uh, actually, my business partner Craig and I, uh, we've got a fishing business as well, based in sport fishing business based in Port Douglas. And we got off the boats one day after a day on the reef and we said, wouldn't it be great to... Um, return to land and have a great craft beer uh, right on the water in the marina. Uh, and uh, at the time, the marina had just been sold to a new entity and they were looking for an anchor tenant. Uh, and we said to them, you need a craft brewery here. They said, um, well, would you like to do it? And so Craig and I set about uh, putting a plan in place to do it. So that was the start of Port Douglas. Uh, Cairns came on, obviously, after that. So um, Craig is your business partner. What's your business background? Uh, I like beer. <laughs> so does Craig. Uh, I lived in Asia for 20 years. I had my own businesses up there. Uh, and Craig uh, has been involved, or no longer is, but has been in the financial services industry for, for many years. Uh, he was a senior partner at a large uh, global firm. So uh, we sort of pulled our, our uh, expertise in those areas and uh, yep, that created Hemingways. And, and you've got a fishing business out of Port Douglas, so uh, you know at the end of a hard day's fishing, uh, a nice cold beer is 
you know, certainly uh, on the cards? Yeah, I wish that we were out fishing more than we were <laughs> in the brewery, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe in the future. <laughs> and look, it's one of those things when, when, when I think of the my most revered beer memories, um, it, it's a very unlikely beer, but it's uh, not far from here. Um, came up with a group of friends and we spent a day, uh, I think it was on the Daintree River, um, fly fishing for Barramundi. It was you know, 38, 40 degrees. Uh, we, we came back and uh, in Port Douglas, about the only beer that we could get was a, a Corona, but it's a beer that I remember very, very fondly because it was about the people on the occasion, not so much about the beer. Um, you, you, you don't think that, the, um, that any beer on a day after fishing would have, would have worked? Uh, both Craig and I have got a passion for craft beer, so uh, 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 you know, I don't think Corona would have made, made the mix. But look, it any, doesn't touch any, the side, no, that's any, for sure. Any beer after a day on the Daintree fly fishing is, would taste okay. So where did you get your love for, for craft beer that made you put the connection, I want a beer, let's start a brewery? Uh, I made beer when I was younger. I think everybody that makes beer goes through that multi-extract and then into the grain scene. So I did a lot of that when, uh, when, I, was, uh, when I was a bit younger. Uh, and Craig's actually a, a big wine guy as well. Uh, but we both appreciate, you know, great, great, great drinks, whether it's wine or beer or, or spirits. And that craft space really... Uh, it was quite engaging. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time in the US before we set Port Douglas up, just to before we established the fact that we felt that the uh, the brew pub model was the best model for us up here. Uh, so we spent quite a bit of time in, in brew pubs uh, in the US and around New Zealand and Australia as well. Uh, but that's sort of where we we, we grew the idea from. It's an interesting place, you know, my own story about drinking Corona, but there have been breweries that have started up here and they haven't been really pushing um, the deep craft beer flavours up here. There's a, there's a particular territory, um, I was in Mackay recently at a beer festival pouring beers. It's the first beer festival in my life that I've turned up at where people have arrived with their own stubby coolers. Um, that, you know, there's a culture around here. Um, what when you were opening a brewery, what was your approach to you know, what beers did you anticipate making um, to, to fit in with the, the beers of the Great North? Yeah, good good question, Matt. Without um, uh, sounding uh, the wrong way, but the, the the drinkers up here, beer drinkers up here, are as not as knowledgeable as the beer drinkers down south. Uh, so the majority of beer that's drunk up here is is a lagers. So, you know, four X and Great Northerner. Are um, you know they've got huge followers uh, following up here, uh, so we we were mindful of that. So we we knew that we wouldn't if we took to market the beers that we like to drink, a big Nipah or or a, an IPAs, then you know the masses would go running from the brew pub and they would, they'd never come back. Uh, so you know we we uh, spent a lot of time making sure that we delivered a great uh, lager and a great pilsner and a great uh, pale ale because we felt that's where the market would migrate to initially before we educate them and they then get on that beer journey and, and understand that there's way more out there that they can they can drink so that's sort of where we pitched ourselves early on. And the name Hemingway's obviously fishing, um, cans, um, there, there's a nice little connection but it's a it's a connection that you don't draw too strongly to the, the, the writer. No it's a loose connection uh, so Old Man in the Sea, the best Marlin fisheries on our doorstep uh, that's where, where it 
sort of came from. And you know, our tagline, one of our taglines is, is beers with a story. So every beer, every core beer that we've got uh, on offer has a local story attached to it. So for instance, Pitchfork Betty's, which is our pale ale, is about uh, a publican in Port Douglas who used to chase uh, patrons out of the pub with a pitchfork. Uh, Tunnel 10 Lager is about them building the Karunda railway line and, and, and rolling beers on the, along the railway track through the tunnels up there. So every story's got a local, local provenance. Local provenance for us is really, really important. So, and the venues as well, and delivering that local provenance, provenance is important for us as well. We, we knew for us to be successful, we had to have great beer, great service, great location. Uh, that's what we try and deliver across both venues. Now, I'm just trying to think back. The Port Douglas venue opened four, four and a half years ago? Not quite. Oh, not quite. Two, okay. two and a half years ago. Two, it was only two and a half years ago. Okay. And, we, uh, we, were, we were working on cans before Port was actually open. So, oh, really? Yeah. So what was the thinking there? What made you... What was it hold-ups here that made you decide to open? Small heritage hold-ups here, a few months. Uh, but uh, we, we, from the onset, knew that we wanted to have a fairly aggressive growth strategy. Uh, so the intention was always, has always been to open multiple venues. But headquarters is here in far north Queensland and we'll spread our wings as, as, as time time goes by so you're in a fairly lucky position in, in some senses you're a long way from anywhere so ingredients have a long way to come but at the same time you're not facing too much competition in terms of local breweries there aren't many craft breweries that are willing to take a punt on cultivating markets up here let alone sending their beer up here um, w- was that part of your thinking when, when you started you've got a chance to really cultivate a brand and Expanded into the region. Yeah, very much so. There, there's, there is the smaller, the other craft breweries that are up here now. There's three others, um, are very small. Uh, they certainly aren't the same scale as we have, particularly here in Cairns. Uh, but the intention was to be we, we, that again. I go back to that local provenance. We we really are uh, stalwarts of the community here in the in the beer sense, and and we want to our headquarters, our hearts to always be in far north Queensland, even if we're selling beer down in Melbourne. It's all, it's all about uh, what we're doing up here in, in far north Queensland. Now, I might have a chat to Anthony now. Anthony, the last time we spoke was probably around about two and a half years ago when uh, the your, your former employer, Lion, was releasing a uh, the, the 4X Pale Ale, uh, I, I believe, and we are talking a little bit about that. And uh, Yes, yep. I, I know it's very hard to, you know, to have a brewer of uh, a certain standing in one of the, the big houses to be lured from that. You know, you, you don't go to small little uh, craft breweries um, because of the, the, the benefits of working for the big breweries. What not only got you out of the, um, you know, sort of uh, the, 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 the Lion family, but also to, to relocate your family into the uh, deep north? Good question, Matt. I think there's there's a number of things that attracted us to to up here and that's one I was I quite like the lifestyle I'm I don't don't really like the cold too much so uh, you know, having having you, you it wouldn't warm, experience that up here yeah, ever, having it you? warm pretty much all year round is, is is very nice so I, I quite like that uh, haven't quite convinced my wife that's the way to go yet but uh, she she really likes the relaxed feel and the people are really friendly uh, but I guess the other the other thing was is that yes it's a different lifestyle like I'm not spending 40 minutes in traffic every every day to get back and forth but 
and you know you've got these beautiful you know this beautiful surrounding and the outdoors and I'm, I'm a massive fan of the outdoors so that, that's a big attraction but I guess for the brewery and what we were trying to achieve up here when I spoke to Craig and Tony uh, initially like we pretty much aligned on on everything that we you know that we discussed so uh, the guys wanted to to build a great beer a great brewery uh, in in far north Queensland and wanted to bring you know, fantastic quality craft beers to, to Far North Queensland. And I, and I think that's where, you know, I've got a passion for quality. I mean, my previous role you, you was... You were the quality brewer, yeah, but you also... Quality brewer, um, but you, you, from, from memory, you installed the Squire Brew House uh, at South Bank. Were you, you were involved, instrumental in setting that up? Yes, yeah, so I was heavily involved in setting that up at, in, in South Bank in Brisbane. Uh, and have always enjoyed uh, have always enjoyed craft beer and the creativity behind craft beer and the different flavors that you can achieve so you know, I recognize that uh, it is challenging to to build consistently great quality lagers uh, and I've learned a fair bit about that you know, being being with lime uh, I also find that as you I guess get more experience as a brewer and as a beer drinker. You know, I remember starting with lagers when I was, you know, at university, and now it's give me a double IPA or a, a black IPA. I mean, your palate expands, and what you find interesting now uh, is quite different to to what you you may have enjoyed when you were a lot younger. Uh, but just the creativity and the understanding of how to put those really fantastically crafted beers together uh, that's always been a big draw card for me so I think I've I've been lucky because I've had uh, this great experience with Lion uh, I've still got a lot of respect for what I've learnt there uh, you know we learnt a lot about rigour and process control and you know lean manufacturing and uh, just you know, superb grounding from a quality perspective. Uh, to bring that to uh, the craft brewing world, uh, where you know what we're trying to achieve in far north Queensland is we don't want to be just a small little brew pub where we're servicing the patrons that walk in the door. We want to be recognised as the brewery in far north Queensland. So. And in that sense, the craft industry has had to catch up on some of those mindsets because there was a whole lot of focus, you know, even four, five, six years ago that every batch is okay to be different, it's craft beer and, you know, we, we're all about the art, not about the science. And we, we've seen that the craft breweries that have gotten ahead have gotten ahead um, on a very solid um, quality background so it sounds like you know you, you're ahead of the game in that sense starting a brewery up here yeah I think that has been a big focus for us and that has been something that Craig and Tony were adamant that they needed to achieve in order to be successful so uh, Tony mentioned that they'd spent a bit of time in the states and they had a look at the the breweries that were successful in the states were the ones that had you know, extensive laboratories, uh, a real focus on quality. They're the ones that, you know, have done, have been really successful in the States. And 
uh, you know, we wanted to take that model and make sure we did this, you know, something similar up here. Now, talking about uh, selling beers, uh, um, Andrew Gowdy, uh, I've known you the longest. I, I, I found a photo uh, of us going back nine or ten years ago, and there's a photo of yourself in your James Squire um, outfit and uh, your, your brother David in the CUB outfit um, with your dad at a very early beer festival in Brisbane. And uh, we've had some great chats over the years about um, the, the, the challenges of craft um, and the, the, the mechanics of selling beer into a very highly dominated duopoly. Um, you, you've worked up here as a brewer, but now you're out uh, selling the beers for Hemingway's um, and I asked you off, Mike, what, are the, what is the challenge that you face now um, when the big guys have really come in and locked up a lot of the taps and you want to get your beer on tap? So what story are you telling the local publicans about why they should be putting Hemingway's beers on? Uh, thanks, Matt. Um, it's good to be on the program. Uh, yeah, look, I was an early adopter of craft beer um, and uh, it's, for me it has always been about uh, introducing people to, to new and interesting um, beers and, uh, and, and developing the beer industry generally. Uh, and that really goes to what the story is. When I talk to publicans, uh, when I talk to um, retailers, it's all about uh, making sure people understand what the, the benefit of an industry um, which is vibrant and diverse and has all of the, uh, the benefits of allowing people to find their way. Uh, and that's one of the nice things about being up here in Hemingway's is it, it, uh, we're, we're looking to allow people to find their, their own direction from simple lagers through to um, more uh, assertive hop profiles and, and, um, and interesting beers like Hefeweizen. Uh, so for me, it's, it's about telling people the story of local provenance, of freshness. Um, and you know, to be fair, it has been a challenge for any brewer anywhere to get beer up here and have a consistently fresh and uh, vibrant product when it's got to travel at least you know, nearly 2,000 k's up the road. And, and you're not going to have a rep on the ground up here when the market is comparatively small, servicing and looking after the, 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 the customers, I'd imagine. Uh, for for uh, other breweries, no, that, that, that's, that is the case. There are people who, who make um, drop-in visits and, and we welcome them. Um, we certainly celebrate everything craft beer um, at Hemingway's uh, and we've, we've got other people's beers on tap in our venues. Uh, we, we certainly want to uh, allow people to explore everything that beer can be. I, I was certainly surprised to see Bridge Road. Um, I think it was Bling IPA on tap. So um, th that was a bit of a surprise to walk into Cairns and see uh, a bit of beach uh, worth up here. Yeah, and that's, um, you know, that, that comes with some uh, challenges of its own, making sure that it's uh, transported in the proper way and all those sorts of things. But uh, for us, um, you know, when we're out there telling people about beer, it, it's about making or helping people to understand and make decisions that will uh, help them to give consumers the best experience they possibly can and the range of experiences they want. Um, so the premiumisation that is associated with the artisanal products um, is, is something we can celebrate with uh, local 
uh, businesses and um, and people who are who are selling our products, uh, and that is is absolutely critical that uh, that people understand what it is we're trying to do here. It's it's about building a better beer industry in Cairns um, and far north Queensland, and and beyond that. Um, we want to, uh, to to nurture and and make sure that that uh, uh, continues into the future. So, in terms of our industry here, it is young. Uh, we are the, the the big brother of the of the uh, craft beer um, story up here. Um, but we want to uh, support and, and help those uh, other businesses. Um, Produce quality products and and uh, and help them in any way we can to be successful. And if that means talking to to uh, publicans and helping them to understand the value in fresh beer in their venues, um, then that's really where our strength is, and that's where we can. Uh, uh, that's where the conversation goes um, to to uh, the publicans and to the retailers. Uh, that our beers are uh, diverse. Um, people can find their own uh, place in the craft beer scene, um, whether they're new to the industry or whether they're um, dyed-in-the-wool um, double IPA drinkers. Um, that that uh, is something we can address with them. At least their beer will be fresh and it will be of a, a local provenance where we're employing local people. Well, I'll come back to Nipahs in a second, but I just want to head... Local provenance and freshness and things obviously matter because there's a, uh, a beer that's described as the beer from up here um, that sells itself based on this idea and uh, when you look at Google Maps it's actually brewed, uh, Yaddler is 10 kilometres closer to Melbourne than it is to Cairns. Um, but it seems to resonate with people this idea of the beer from up here. Um, is that something that you do play to? That you know, you probably can't come out and say this is the real beer from up here. But is there is there a way that you signal and do, do people actually um, respond to having a, a local beer that is from Cairns? I think that uh, as people get an understanding of of the fact that they do have a um, uh, a local brewery um, and they haven't had one for a, a good many years. Um, you sort of look back to Cairns Draft and, and how long ago um, that site has been uh, closed. Uh, you know, the people from the north haven't had an opportunity to have uh, their own brewery um, and be able to drink brewery fresh beer. So uh, I'm not particularly concerned by um, you know, clever marketing campaigns and, and things like that. We will build our business one advocate at a time. Um, and that means engaging with our local community uh, in the trade and also consumers to, to help them um, make the choice to, to support local provenance and, um, and what it is we're trying to do in this, uh, in this region. So, um, you know, you can have all the, the, the clever monikers in the world, but when people understand, um, you know, exactly the reality of the situation, uh, I'm hoping that they will, will choose to support us on that basis. Now, I'll, I'll throw this open to the, to, to, to the panel. One of the things that I, I, mean, I, I feel very strongly about is um, just some of the subliminal elements of a, of a beer culture and breweries that have opened up in the north previously, in my view, have tended to play to a concept of what beer is and what beer should be um, 
but you, you walk into here, it's a beautiful heritage listed uh, port side warehouse that you've uh, renovated. It's, um, it's almost got a resort feel. So there's been a lot of thinking put into the look and feel of this place. It doesn't feel like a backpacker's haven where you just come in, smash a few, um, and then go out the front and fight. Um, sorry. Yeah, well, we've got to sort of capture the, uh, the, the spirit. It, it certainly doesn't feel like that. There's a, there is almost a resort element. There's an elegance and just a nice feel to the venue. Was that something that you deliberately went for or am I picking up something that you've put down yeah Matt I, I guess I hark back to what I said before that uh, Craig and I were, were hell-bent on delivering great beer uh, in a great uh, location with 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 great service and and that's what we try to deliver across both uh, brew pubs uh, so and it's not from our time in the US uh, you know that that we felt the market we were working with here up north is that that grungy feel just wouldn't work for what we were trying to deliver uh so we're so, so the brand is very much a very clean sophisticated type brand i suppose but it also it. You, it just doesn't feel like you're going for the backpackers there's no boomerangs there's no you know sort of kangaroos there's not that sort of um cans Esplanade backpacker um, feel to, to to the venue. No, we employ a lot of them, <laughs> but uh, but uh, look, so the 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 market that we have in Kansas is very interesting. So uh, when the venue fill, fills up tonight, you'll see that there is the young backpackers here, and they'll be outside in the northern end, and and there's there's ladies and gentlemen, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old, also enjoying a beer. So I think our our mindset is again to deliver great beer, and if we're delivering a great product, uh, the masses will, will 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 enjoy the space. I might add to that: uh, it's it's authentic. Um, it's authentic to what this building was and is, and it's what we're about is, like Tony says, producing great quality beers. But there's there's no there's no schmick over the top. It's it's about being authentic to the spaces and the environment and you know everything we do has to have that level of, of um, authenticity that we can say you, know, you can see what we're doing you can see what we're brewing because the brew house behind us here is um, is entirely open to to the space people can see us working day to day and and that's really what um, the the whole program uh, speaks to is that ability to go with the journey with us when they they come here and they can see what the heritage of the place is and um, and the credibility of what we're trying to do in the marketplace so it's 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 not a veneer um, it's all about you know a deep understanding um, that we have to engage with the, the local people and uh, we're doing it together so you I, I was just formulating my next question and you've uh, you've just used the word local people and uh, it's something that each of the three of you have said off mic individually talking about locals and it's something that as a Brizzo I've not ever really thought of because Cairns is a um, transient tourism destination you don't actually think of a local population that want something that the tourists don't necessarily want but I, I, I get the feeling this would be a place that locals would feel comfortable about coming to but then it also is somewhere that welcomes the the, the, the transient tourists how, how do you strike that balance i think we just create a fantastic experience so 
if you look at uh, the venue here and you look at the venue in Port Douglas, it, it's not, I don't think we're attracting either or. It's, we want to create this fantastic experience where you can come to a venue, it's sitting right on the wharf here at Cairns, you're looking across Trinity Inlet and you're having a tasty beer, I think your local and your tourists are both going to enjoy that. And if you look at the same scenario in you know, the brewery in Port Douglas, sitting on the marina, looking out over the marina and uh, the, the Mossman Range, uh, fantastic experience, which you know, both the locals and the tourists can enjoy. <laughs> now, um, Tony, you, you, you talked about your love of Nipahs, that you sort of enjoy a good uh, hazy IPA. If, if, for, for all we've talked a little bit about the, what, what you're trying to achieve and the sophistication of the venue, if you poured a beer that looked like a uh, glass of mango juice here, um, what do you think the response would be um, amongst the average punter in, in cans at the moment? Uh, look, it'll be accepted. In fact, the guys brewed uh, not so long ago a, a dragon fruit ale, which came out uh, a very deep crimson sort of colour, and it was accepted really well by the, okay. by the locals, and that was in Port Douglas. So... Uh, look, the, the, the palettes, as Anthony said, the palettes, uh, your, everybody's palette changes uh, as you explore the, the, um, the, or, or along the bear journey. So I'm sure over time uh, that those bigger styles will be accepted uh, the same as the, the lagers, the lighter styles are now. So we are very lucky in that we've got two breweries now. Uh, we've got the, the 35 hec system here in Cairns. Uh, but we've also got the Port Douglas Brewery, which is a smaller 12-hex system, uh, and that brewery now is pretty much 80% um, of its production is is in new product development. So all the beer, the new style beers, and that we're putting together, and there's a, we've got a lot on offer at the moment, uh, are all being developed out of port. Uh, if they are accepted uh, in the market, then we upscale it to the larger brewery here. Is there a difference between the Cairns venue and the Port Douglas venue in terms of the patronage, the beer styles, the you know the, the, the feel of the venue? Yeah, Port Douglas is a tourist town. There's only 4,000 locals in Port, uh, so we are very much reliant upon the tourist trade. And during the peak periods, you know, they that the town explodes to 20,000 people, whereas in Cairns we've got 150,000 locals. Uh, so we we and the locals see the brewery i believe as as you know a local brewery so uh we try and uh push that that fact so yeah that both venues same feel same look both on the water uh but the client base the customer base is is slightly different and the the, the other thing that i turn my head around is uh we're going into peak drinking season for anywhere south of here basically so all of the brewers in the southern uh, states and even the south uh, of queensland are gearing up and filling their pipelines with Christmas beers, whereas we've just had Melbourne Cup Day and the, the tourism industry basically falls in a hole up here because we're about to get into the hot, wet um, season. Um, how how uh, do you to work your, your, your business when you're running to a counter-cycle to, to the rest of the country? I think in some respects that, that that's partially an advantage. We have... Uh a great uh, opportunity to be able to look at other markets and, uh, uh, and, and work in those markets um, when others are, are not looking. 
um, and we have a uh, a way of making sure our, our product is um, you know it, that it is demanded all the way through summer is um, is beneficial to us as well. So uh, you know we we need to look at you know the seasons for what they are and uh, and direct our attention accordingly. So uh, that's that's my plan and that's uh, what we'll do. But we're coming in, it, it, it's, a, it's a lovely day outside. It must be about 31 degrees, probably uh, somewhere in the 90s, uh, humidity-wise. Perfect beer-drinking weather. Um, but I guess there need to be people around who want to drink. Yeah, we're still, we're not a tiny town. Uh, there are plenty of breweries around that have uh, population centres around them, less than <coughs> 150,000 cans people that we've got now. We've just commissioned our, um, our packaging uh, lines, so we've uh, got cans um, that will be available in, in retail outlets, and so the, uh, the potential for, for people to be able to enjoy their beers at home in the air conditioning um, over summer right there so we, we're uh, looking forward to being able to engage with people um, and particularly our local community uh, during the summer months um, and uh, and you know work with our uh, the publicans and and uh, and retailers in in that vein um, and then you know when we come round to the end of the wet season um, uh, we will enjoy uh, very warm weather all through the winter, and um, and uh, you know not only is that a, a nice place to live, but it means that there's a, a prospect of having a good season through there too when the tourist numbers come up. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see that. Um, we work in the same space as everyone else in terms of of what we'll do with packaged product, um, our our venues um, where we hope to to be able to take people on the beginning of their journey, um, we'll encourage them to do that at home as well. Uh, so uh, whilst we might see less tourist numbers walking in the front door, we will still see uh, an opportunity to, to grow the, the love of craft beer here in this great part of the world. So Tony, you've got a very impressive uh, brewery out there, you've got a bottling and a canning line. Is the plan just to be the dominant um, brewery in Cairns um, or do you want to send beer south uh, to, to the southern states or even the, the southern parts of uh, Queensland or are you also a gateway to Asia? You've, got, you, you've uh, had business interests in Asia. So what, what is the future of uh, Hemingway's? Good question, Matt. No, we, we've got quite an aggressive growth strategy. So we've got to make the Cairns facility here uh, work very well. And we've got, you, you've seen... So that, that, the, that's Cairns is in the, the town, not yeah, the Not can. the Cairns, <laughs> yeah. It's in the canning line. Correct. The, the, um, one of the challenges with creating a brew pub, unlike a purpose-built brewery, of course, is that you've got uh, a finite foot, footprint. So we can't add any more... Uh, fermenters out here uh, so the next step for us if we were to grow further uh, from a production standpoint is obviously a standalone uh, brewery facility uh, and then as and when opportunities come up uh, further south because we can't go too far north uh, you know we'd look at brew pub options uh, uh, down the line so I think probably the next step for us is uh, if we hit maximum capacity out of here then would be a purpose-built brewing facility uh, in the far north to not only uh, uh, supply the local market but of course yes down the line and and uh, 
overseas as well. So you do have an export strategy? Because I guess it would be, you've got an international airport here, you've got uh, shipping uh, terminals here, um, you, you're relatively close to Asia. W- would that be a viable op- option? Look, Asia's certainly on, on, on our minds because both Craig and I, between us, have spent nearly 40 years there. Uh, so we, we've already explored options uh, in Hong Kong and China. Um, the challenge around shipping is a bit more difficult. Yes, we're closer to Asia than, than, than Sydney or Melbourne, but the, la- the last container port uh, on the east coast is actually Townsville. Uh, so for us to ship to Asia, it's got to go through Townsville, and effectively it goes da- back down to Brizzy and then back up to the east. So some challenges around, around that. We, you know, we are geographically challenged from a cost standpoint. You know, it costs us a lot of money to get uh, pallets up from... Uh, Victoria or New South Wales and it costs us a lot of money to get them back down the other way as well especially if we're talking about refrigerated supply chain solutions so there are some challenges there but uh, but we are a very large setup here so we'll continue to try and grow with a local market here first before we start uh, uh, heading on down south. This brewery it's only just opened uh, at the end of June and we haven't actually seen a wet season uh, in Cairns yet, so the venue itself and the brewery itself hasn't seen a wet season. So I think there's still lots of opportunity for us to uh, to sell good quality craft beer over that you know, warmer period as well. Well, Tony, Anthony, and Andrew, thank you very much for having me at the uh, at the brewery, and look forward to tomorrow. We're heading up to Port Douglas, I believe, so I'll be able to serve report back on the next uh, podcast about that but most importantly thank you very much for having a conversation and joining us on uh, the Radio Brews News Beer as a Conversation. No problem Matt, thanks for coming up. Cheers Matt. And that was Tony Fife, Anthony Clem and Andrew Gowdy. If you do get to Cairns and Port Douglas, I really recommend you visit these breweries. More than anything, I love the way that the venues didn't try and replicate the craft beer aesthetic from southern cities, but embraced the lifestyle of the tropical north, all with good beer. They did fly me up there, but as always, we say it as we say it. Um, So hopefully you enjoyed the chat, and I certainly enjoyed my visit. We also thank our sponsors, Cry Malt, and also Rallings Labels. Brewers, if you are looking for an easier, more effective way to do smaller runs of labels, get in touch with Rallings. If you order printed cans, then you must order a minimum quantity of 60,000 plus. Sleeve cans look and feel just like printed cans, but with a smaller minimum order quantity. Labels on cans sometimes really miss the mark if you do not get your design right and can look cheap and unappealing, which means the punter can choose another beer over yours. Rallings labels, stickers and packaging supply fully sleeved and palletized cans ready to be filled. They will also print and hold the sleeves and supply in batches as needed for each brew to make cash flow and storage easy. Pay for the printing up front and then pay per can and application as needed. We thank Rallings for helping us with the resources we need to keep this podcast going. And that's another show. 